Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, my talk, 107.1. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you so much to all of you who donated to our charities last week with Project Down and Dirty. We can't thank you enough. It was just incredible, the amount of money that we raised for all four of our charities, uh, and especially our charity, Brave Like Gabe. Thank you once again for... Oh, we know that people gave multiple times. It was just an outstanding turnout for donations. So thank you so much. Almost 19,000 raised. And you can actually go online right now and buy a ticket to the stream if you missed it. Or you can actually donate to Brave Like Gabe through our portal because it is still open. Yes, uh, we lost, unfortunately, an actress who I'm sure, you know, different generations know from from different Shows So if you knew Suzanne Summers from Three's Company, you might be of a certain generation or step by step. But uh, she did pass away yesterday at the age of 76, just one day shy of her 77th birthday. Yeah, we learned uh, this weekend, as Dawn said, that Suzanne Summers passed. And it was a real uh, whenever I'm the way this went down is this has happened more than once where I'm like bebopping around the kitchen. I've got my iPad on. So I'm watching some Mm -hmm. God only knows what. And all of a sudden, I get a little blurt from Apple News, and it's like, uh, you know, star of stage and screen blank has passed away at the age of whatever. When I saw this, I really did think, oh, that is sad. I had no idea that, I mean, it's always sad when somebody passes, Mm -hmm. but because I felt a a connection to Suzanne Somers, and we can talk about uh, our own connections with her, I did think to myself, wow, that's, that's really sad. She passed away. Yesterday, as you said, Dawn, just shy of her 77th birthday, the family was gathered um, to do so. Instead, they're going to celebrate her extraordinary life as they come together to remember. And whenever this happens, you know, for those of us who are fans of an individual who passes away, I don't know about you, Dawn, but one of the things I like to do is go back and look through all of the things that they have done in their life, all of their work. And with Suzanne Summers, of course, you have to start at Three's Company. Now, mm-hmm. if you're going to be like a real fan, you're probably going to start with American Graffiti, where I think is where she got like her first oh, role, sure. even though she was just like Lady and Thunderbird or some like she was an unnamed <laughs> right. person in that movie. But that led to a lot of things. But of course, I mean, any child of the 70s and 80s and really even 90s, but let's say 70s and 80s is fully aware of and feels something in their heart for Suzanne Summers and the character that she played on Three's Company, Chrissy Snow. Yes. And so iconic. I mean, truly the most iconic quote, and we can talk about a dumb blonde role, yeah. uh, that's probably ever been known in television. For sure. And she was, you know, criticized wildly, uh, widely for not giving in to certain contracts and things that they wanted her to do on the show. Um, That's sort of a longer conversation story. 
But uh, and then time went by and people look back at what really happened and reflected on, oh, my gosh, she was a pioneer trying to stand up for women in the entertainment industry to be paid equally as men and um, not putting up with any gruff. Yeah, well, and even though she was most known for the, quote, dumb blonde role, she did it in such a way that she made it her own, and there there is nothing... mm, uh, How can I put this? I'm actually going to let her describe what was so special about that role and what Mm. she brought to the role. So this is from a podcast uh, interview that she did a number of years ago where she talked about the role of Chrissy Snow and what that role meant for her. And if uh, I, I I think it'll uh, paint a picture for us. Well, it was a a magical time in the television era. If you're going to be on television, probably the perfect time, there are only three choices, NBC, ABC, and CBS. Um, I think there was a chemistry between Suzanne Somers and John Ritter that was magical and um Joyce DeWitt was and she didn't enjoy this role but she was the setup person for um Chrissy and Jack to spar it was easy to understand it was simple I was in Israel and people are saying that they learned English watching Three's Company I was with um, Prime Minister Netanyahu last spring and he said I know all about the books but I've been watching you for 25 years he said there was one television station in Israel and one sitcom and it was Three's Company so It's been all over the world, and Chrissy Snow, uh, to me, I think of her as different from me. She's appealing. She's she's a a woman child. Uh, She has a circuitous route to logic. She never tells a lie. She'd never steal your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend or anybody. So uh, there's some people felt protective of her, and I noticed in the uh, gay pride parade so many. participants dress up as Chrissy Snow. It's so uh, flattering to me. Like, wow, how great all these years later. I just love the way she described her role. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I think you you could have done a very patronizing role of a, quote, dumb blonde Mm. or, you know, a woman in the 1970s who is more about sex appeal than what's upstairs. But she didn't play it that way. I mean, she just was who she she played that character, who she knew the character to be. But there was an innocence there and a goodness. And I think that audiences reacted to that. And I just loved her description of that because I do think and I was talking to Grant before the show, like that show would not play today for so many reasons. Right. So many problematic themes, just a lot, just a product of its time. But at the time, there was like a good naturedness to it. Yes. Like a, a, a lovingness to it, um, despite what I'm sure would be a lot of problematicness now. It just, it was very earnestly good in it many was, ways. It right? was. Good, clean I American mean, every fun. single episode was about sex, but nobody ever had sex. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they, it was always over, like, just the idea of, like, overhearing something and being like, what oh am I gosh. actually hearing? And just the fact that he had to pretend, uh, you know, living with the girls and because the neighbors and, and the landlord, you know, Mr. Roper. Jack had to pretend to be gay in order mm-hmm. to live with the girls. And Grant was literally asking me, like, what was that all about? And I was like, Grant, you literally could not, like, f- to show men and women living together on television at that point in America's history was scandalous because the assumption would be they're all having sex. Yeah. And you sh- you weren't supposed to have sex before marriage. So that and, a, and so the only way a th- uh, three 
people. Yeah, so the only way that they could have a man living with single women is to pretend that he was gay. Right. You I know? mean, that, that's, they don't, yeah, I mean, when you think about that, like the concept of it in but general. But also the fact that they. Like you wouldn't be rented to. Nobody would rent you an apartment. Yeah, no, literally. If it was a man and two women. And and there's a whole conversation to have about being gay at that time. But the fact that it was even mentioned on television was a big thing. So like, sure. again, problematic, lots of things, whatever. It still was something very magical. And she, as you pointed out, we don't have a lot of time to get into it. But when she realized her star power Mm -hmm. and what we would say today is knowing her worth, she demanded, she had the gall to demand not equal pay, but something approaching the neighborhood of the subdivision Mm -hmm. of the county of equal pay, right? Right. Like she was times the amount. She was not asking for what John Ritter got. She was asking for just something close not even close, as far as I'm concerned, to what he got. Yeah. And they offered her a $5,000 raise instead of trying to make her whole or close to whole because of the power she was bringing to the show. And so she was, you know, everybody, quote, hated her for doing that yeah. at the time. But since, everybody has grown to learn that oh, what gosh. she did was very, very powerful and very, very, like it changed her career. It really did. Didn't mean she wasn't successful because she went on to be wildly financially successful. Three hundred million from Thymaster. Yeah, that's what she made. Yeah, uh, but not only that, I think that that uh, people were so angry with her. She didn't probably have the career that she including she her was co have. like her her yeah. co stars. They were really upset with her. She didn't make up with him until just before he passed. Oh wow, John Ritter. I mean, yeah. But wow. ultimately, they did reconcile, and she reconciled with Joyce Dewitt too. Um, but just an amazing life. Truly, I I hope that. Well, oh, have we lost all three of them now? Is Joyce gone? I think she might be. Joyce sorry to bring this up DeWitt. at the end. Mm, I think no, I, she's still alive. Oh, she honey. Is, oh sorry, you just killed Joyce. Joyce oh, I thought for some reason <laughs> like, that she maybe she struggled in the here. past with with cancer or something. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just think that. While we poked fun at her for some of the like crazy things she was trying Jiggle to TV, well, that but oh, yeah. just the kinds of things she was trying to sell later in life and how she kind of became this like walking infomercial and then they, her and Alan were having sex twenty four seven. Right, so and um, you know the, all of that aside, she truly was an amazing human. So Aww. we will miss her, and it makes me want to watch old episodes of Three's Company. Dawn, when we come back. On the adventures of Bradley and Dawn, you have an update on Dean McDermott, Mm -hmm. the estranged husband, we think, although we've never been told, of Tori Spelling. You want to give us all the latest? I can, yes. Right here on my. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Alight. I love Alight. It is truly a pleasure to know an organization, by the way, based right here in the Twin Cities, but spreading out across the globe and 20 plus different countries around the world whose sole purpose is to help displaced persons 
you don't turn on the TV, you don't open your social media accounts without seeing people who are displaced on a daily basis somewhere in the world. And that's why the work of a light continues. It is more critical than ever that we support that work. And I can tell you, having seen firsthand and participated in the work that they do, it is meaningful work. It is work that helps people where they are. It's not just to put a Band-Aid on problems. It's to deal with the actual pain, the actual um tragedy in people's lives day in and day out to learn more about how you can support their work head to we are a light.org flash free it's the adventures of bradley and the adventures of bradley and don my talk 1071 thank you for joining us um sort of some weird news this weekend in the um we haven't seen dean mcdermott in a while or we've been just wondering where is dean where is dean we've seen tori living in a van down by the river with her kids for months this summer. And uh, the last we saw of him was really, you know, publicly in tabloids, was that he was, um, he put up a post that said, we're divorcing and, you know, we've tried to make it work. And then the post was taken down and then they never spoke about it. And then it was just strange. It was just strange. So now he has been seen uh, visiting the Department of Social Services West Valley office with his new girlfriend, Lily Callow, who's 32 years old. Um, she is an account executive at Conscious Community Global. And yeah, I they this, are working on a project together. I, I looked this up during the break because you had suggested maybe she was CEO of Canvas or something. That she started um, a company called Canvas. Oh, now, okay. the bigger uh, company, can't, I don't know if it's the same company, Canvas, that is you know, has to do with um, something tells me probably and, not, but, okay. but this seems like, um, and so when you said just now that they're working on a project together, I'm like, ah, this makes perfect sense. So they were seen together where at the welfare office. Interesting. Yes. He had a stack of paperwork, actually not a stack. I just see a few envelopes in his hand right there. It's probably um, to show, uh, his place of, you know, this is where I live. Here's the utility bill. This is my, you know, proof of <laughs> existence. Yeah. And... It, Go ahead. Uh, it just seems weird that Dean McDermott, a very successful person in his own life, not that people who go to the welfare office aren't successful, but it's usually people, I'm assuming if by welfare office they mean, and I guess I don't know what they're actually doing, it says here, Department of Social Services, West Valley in Chatsworth. I don't know what that means in terms of their own lives, but it seems like this is maybe not for him to get some kind of benefits, that perhaps they had to file some kind of paperwork in order to do whatever project they're working on together. Mm. So at the end of the day, like all things when it comes to celebrities, oh, look, celebrities are out in public, tabloids show up, maybe they're trying to get attention for something. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, look, they have a project they're working on, which, by the way, sounds interesting. I don't know what this project is, but it sounds like uh, the organization, if you go to their website, is work is focused on doing embracing interconnectedness and conscious living for a thriving world Mm. so they obviously are trying to bring attention to whatever that project is right so they're like hi here we are making an appearance so that that makes more sense than like i'm down on my luck and i need to get benefits you know and then they go on of course the daily mail wants to dig in and just run with that so um you know they're saying that he is living with some friends of his, uh, other people who need a place to stay uh, in a place that runs about 6000 to $9,000 a month. And uh, it's a 2,500 square foot home with four bedrooms or five bedrooms. So I think they're implying that his rent would only be $1,000. Um, it's a tidy two-story, five-bed, three-bath home in the valley. Interesting. So I think they're implying, listen, he's only... He, he has to live with all these people to afford rent. Of course, he's applying for welfare. That's what they're implying without having any information whatsoever. But, you know, is he in the same line with people that are trying to get benefits? We'll have to call the office and ask well, what them, what think? was Dean McDermott in line for? I mean, why would you, like, what is it? What does it smell like to you? It smells like he wants to imply that he needs... Um, He's going to need to get support from Tori for their kids because he, you know, whatever reason he was there, he wants it to appear like he needs to apply for assistance. And then he wanted to also establish that he's in a new relationship. So those two things were accomplished. Yeah. I mean, I guess if he, again, though, like who would believe that, right? Like, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's been a successful person in his life. It's well, not like he's not. But money gained. doesn't just keep coming during a SAG after strike, and maybe he used it all. That's you know? true. I mean, yeah. you can run out of money real quick. I'm just quick, saying, I like, I get, I get that he's putting on that perhaps image, but in my own mind, I'm thinking, I don't think that's probably true. Much like I don't think a lot of the relationship issues either. Look, who knows what's really going on between those two? Mm -hmm. But part of me believes that 90% of what we're seeing in headlines is not an actual indication of what's actually going on behind the scenes. No. (laughs) No, that can't be true. I believe everything as it's told to me. Uh, So what kind of acting gigs has he had lately? I mean, who would hire him? You know, I just he's not at top of mind other than his association with Tori Spelling. I bet it would be difficult for him to get some roles. I mean, the pandemic happened. You know, he wasn't getting a lot of work then. Um, He's done an episode here and there. Um, I mean, in the last three or four years, I only see a handful of roles. Mm. Yeah, I I don't think we've seen. I mean, the biggest role that he's had is, you know, troubled estranged husband from Tori Spelling. Right. Right. 
But haven't they, like, they're pretty desperate to make some money in the entertainment industry. That's why it seems like they were always shopping. They had their show, of course. But then after that, what have they been doing? Not a lot. The money runs out. Yeah, which is why they're trying to get a show. I mean, we that's, I think, the reason we believe that they've been doing all of these bizarre maneuvers is that they're trying to shop some kind of reality show experience. So do you think that they're actually not divorcing? I mean, until we hear from their mouth, why would we, you know... Why would we believe them? They've lied so many times to us. I mean, I just, yeah. Until they actually tell us something. That's the funny thing is they've never said publicly what's actually going on. And yet all of these tabloids uh, headlines have been written. Dawn, thank you for the Dean McDermott update. And when we come back, we've got a Will and Jada update. Will actually responded. We'll tell you what he said. about here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. DakotaDental.com. That's the website you want to head to in order to make an appointment at the best dentist in the Twin Cities. I know that because I'm a patient there. I've been going there for the last few years. Started with a dental emergency, ended up, I just kept going back because I loved the care, I loved the professionalism, and I love the ease of just sitting in that chair knowing I'm getting some of the best dental care in the Twin Cities. So whether it's emergency dental care, routine checkups, or maybe something more like dental implants or getting your teeth whitened, Dakota Dental has what it takes and each and every dentist is going to provide you with great, uh, great care. And you're always going to get great service when you walk through those doors. They've got plenty of appointments available right now, this week and next. So pick up the phone, make your last appointments for the end of the year. Use up those 2023 benefits before the year ends at dakotadental.com. Tell them Bradley sent you. back to the show it's monday how are you feeling hopefully you had a good weekend we sure did thank you once again to everybody who donated to project down and dirty last week uh and you can still actually if you didn't get a chance to see the the performance <laughs> the match the it was the, performance yeah, that's for sure perfor- of strength yeah. and skill you can still do that go to our website you can donate to our causes if maybe you got paid on friday and you didn't get a chance to donate uh we'd love to get up to nineteen thousand dollars for brave like gabe you can do all of that as well as uh, sign up for that uh, that stream that we did at mytalk1071.com. And Will and Jada. Boy, we had some bombshells from her last week. Oh, my God. It feels like there was so much happening last week. And then yeah. we learned that since 2016, yeah, seven years ago, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have not been together. Now, just to give this context, and by the way, I'm, I'm going to tell you what Will has to say about all this. In just a moment. But first, you know, my partner was gone all last week because of a work conference. And we just were like catching up on everything uh, when he got home late last night. And we were just throwing things at each other. And I was like, and did you see that Will and Jada Pinkett Smith are no longer together? And he was like, what? And I tried explaining to him exactly what that meant. And he's like, wait, they were together, but they're not together. But they were what? They're divorced, but they're not divorced. And I was like, I know it makes zero sense. But it makes total sense for these two because nobody, nothing they do is, is I don't want to say normal because that's not the right normal, word. Right. Typical or, or expected. So if they say they're married, it's not going to be like you and I get married, uh, which also wouldn't be typical, but you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, if they said like, I eat food, it's not going to be like you and I eat food. No. 
And of course, it's going to be air. If they have food, if they have trouble in their marriage, it's not going to be trouble like you and I, and they're going to deal with it in a way that you and I would never deal with it. Meaning the average Joe or Jolene. Right. And so sure enough, they've been divorced while still being married Mm -hmm. for the last seven years and lied. Really what it means is they've been lying to us this whole time. They've been lying and they've been making money off of putting out there that they are a couple who's very open and honest about their marital struggles, but they still are going to keep going strong and stay together. They're not together. And I would say just on paper. Yeah. They're not together in real life. Yeah. They, they, they are on paper together. What I think is so interesting is I'm like, Will Smith, this is an interesting experience. Like I, I want somebody to put this all into perspective in a way that's far more, um, succinct and narratively coherent but in my head i'm like isn't he just doesn't he just look weak in this moment doesn't he just look like i i don't know it's so weird to me so the he was quoted in in a new york times interview that she did on saturday i did not read the interview but tmz has a the highlights Mm -hmm. and this is his first on record reaction so right what I read this and just go on. It's the time says that they got an email response from will about her memoir and the things that were said. Also, I'm just like, why wouldn't he just have something ready to go? Like, cause you know, this is going to happen. Right. Anyway, maybe he does the time. The time says they got an email response from will who apparently told them that Jada's memoir quote, kind of woke him up. Kind of. What about that other guy? Man is the, True love of her life, her soulmate, and you kind of what? What did you wake mm-hmm. up to? Yeah. What? What are you waking up to? Anyway, kind of woke him up. They go on to say, paraphrasing him, that quote, he'd realized that she is more resilient, clever, and compassionate than he understood. You thought Completely, she was dumb? Okay, yeah, that doesn't make sense. But go on. He wrote, quote, when you've been, now this is where I want you to really pay attention because uh-huh. if you can unlock this secret, you're going to win a prize. Oh boy. Quote, When you've been with someone for more than half of your life, a sort of emotional blindness sets in and you can all too easily lose your sensitivity to their hidden nuances and subtle beauties. That's my favorite part. What does that mean? What does that mean? It's like somebody says, how do you feel about the cafeteria downstairs not existing anymore? That's not true, but let's just say that's the question. And you start talking about petunias. It's just a completely not an answer to whatever it was. It's just a non-answer. Yeah, it's a, it's a complete non-answer. Mike, did you make any sense of that? Absolutely none whatsoever. Thank you. No. Okay, I think, and Subtle let's be gracious, nuances. when you've been with some, so I can get halfway down the pier, when you've been with someone for more than half your life, a sort of emotional blindness sets in. Okay, so I think what that means is you take people for granted. That's kind of right? what I read into it. right. But, and you can all too easily lose your sensitivity to their hidden nuances. Again, what is what are you saying? That you forgot how amazing she was? And now you're reading her words saying that you guys haven't been together and you go, wow, she's so beautiful and strong and resilient. Because yeah. I didn't know Again, that before. You're absolutely right. I mean, like, it's pointless to try to interpret it because it makes no it's sense. Just, it's the answer it makes him look good. Does it? Because we're talking about it. Well, I know, I but it what it is is it doesn't in any way say, I was shocked and kind of hurt. 
Yeah, you it's know? not a real reaction, which no. is again, this is this is with these two. And and look, I understand this human impulse of like not wanting to talk about it. Sure. They have if private lives. Well but they put it out there for us to consume. But they have the disease of not wanting to talk about it, but wanting to talk about it. Yeah. Right? Right. Because Which is like means you have to say nothing while saying something. Mm-hmm. Which now I'm being obtuse. But truly you could just say, It sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm hurt. I'm heartbroken. I wish it had done gone a different way, but this is what's healthiest for us. It's none of your business, and we're still trying to figure it out. Like, speak with words that actually re- like that hit makes people. Sense. It's not a puzzle or some type of a riddle. But that's them. It is, and this they is what he probably. I, this is what probably is going on. There's been a dark shadow over our entire marriage, and it's the fact that... They've cheated on each other. We've cheated on each other a lot. She's never given up the fact that her one true love passed away, unfortunately, Tupac, and she won't. She hasn't been able to ever let that go. So we couldn't ever have a very deep, meaningful relationship. We started cheating on each other. Then we, started to start, we decided to just split up in 2016 she had an affair with a young man but we called it an entanglement because we didn't want people to know that we were just separated which also it just feels really weird see now doesn't that give you perspective on that yeah it wasn't really an affair that he consented to they just weren't together Yeah. and then chris rock got wind of the fact in 2016 that they had split up so he hit on her and then will got really mad about it and that's why we ended up having the slap later, because after all of but these years, you, he was mad at Chris Rock for hitting on. But Jada. all of that would make sense if you were in a relationship with someone. But to then. But but that's why it which says everything you need to know about Will Smith, that it was all about his ego, ego and not about his relationship or his love for her. It's both of their egos. They don't want yeah. you to see that they're actually separated, because even though she spun it in her interviews with Hoda as and I just knew that I couldn't give up. Like, it was a quality of what, hers that made her special and unique and good yeah. that she couldn't ever actually just, like, on paper divorce him. Yeah, well, and that's why I think they have this magical thinking thing. Yes. Wherein they think that somehow they're able to not, you know, like, I'm not going to do what everybody else does because I'm not like everybody else. No. Or in what happens to everybody, like, I'm not going to let that happen to me. Like, I'm not going to get divorced because it's a sign of weakness or whatever you're telling yourself. Like, I'm sorry that just you're the one putting the emotion on that. You're the one putting the judgment on it. Nobody else is judging you in in a way that they're, I mean, just newsflash. People have been judging you your whole life and they'll continue to because that's just what people do. Yeah, It tells us far more about how you're judging yourself for Mm -hmm. the things that you're doing and trying to create some narrative that gets you out of that. Again, shows the lies. magical thinking. Magical well, you can thinking call it lies, lies, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, but I so think a lot just, of people can relate to the magical thinking. It's just that they have magical thinking plus celebrity, right? Which means they don't have to live together. They can go get another home and live separately. Yeah, so like, why Where wouldn't you live? just? Why wouldn't you just say we're? You know, I mean, it's, it's not none a of your business, and we're doing what we're doing. If people have questions, it's none of your business. Yeah, but they make money off exactly. us knowing their business. Exactly. Because she has a business. Called Red Table Talks, where yes. she wants to give people advice on things without having to admit be true right. to the things that she's doing in her own life. And with their celebrity and all of their privilege, they can Do you know what's separately. encouraging about that entire experience? 
is that we smelled it. Yeah. A mile away. No, what I'm saying is that like everybody saw that there was something not that didn't add up. Yeah, this with is those not two. right. Yeah. It's like, do you have an open marriage or not? There was wasn't really an answer. It was yeah. just like an agreement. I'm just like, saying that just- people had a reaction to them a lot of times where you were like, they're weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, they got something weird going on. Well, not that, they are weird, that, but they have a weird situation. Well, that they always, everything was just a little too perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. And what do you know, like we all feel that way in our lives. When you see something, you're like, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Like that just sounds really too good to be true. And it turns out it was. And it's not to like tap dance on their, their pain. I was just going to say that. We're not like dancing in the streets. It's, I think, just and I'm speaking for myself here, I think it is encouraging to know that it doesn't matter how successful, how famous, how wealthy you are, you're going to still have the same issues, the same hurts, the -hmm. same problems and challenges that everybody has. So that there is something I think enduring about that. Uh, Christine, listener Christine reminded us that this is also likely why Will interviewed himself on that weird video oh, after God. the slap to explain what was going on. Yeah, and we understood nothing. It was like, what? No yeah. one's asking you hard questions because you're the one asking. Yeah, that's not how it works. Yeah. But for them, hey, look. And I'm sure they'll go off on a fabulous four-star vacation. And maybe they'll, quote, get back together after all of this. I think we're done listening for a while. <laughs> yeah. But uh, utterly fascinating. Gripped by this story, I'm sure there will be more. Her memoir... It was out last week, right? It was on Tuesday that it dropped. I believe. Or did I just make that up? No. So many memoirs oh, coming gosh. out left and right. I think it might have been. Yeah, Tuesday. You're right, Tuesday. Um, but in any case, I'm sure we will continue to talk about this story when we come back. Though here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, from Will and Jada to Mike and Taylor. What does that mean? Mike Anger. Our very own Mike Anger had a date with Taylor <laughs> Swift right. this weekend. And he does not have an open marriage. We'll find out why when we come back right here on it. Website or app. Hey guys, Bradley here with great news from my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas. Not only do select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of up to $1,200, but you can save even more money with rebates on Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation. Get a $150 rebate when you buy four Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades with PowerView Automation and receive a $38 rebate for each additional unit with PowerView. Limitations and restrictions apply. Ask for details. Now is the time to take advantage of some major credits and rebates. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are amazing and available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today and let their experts help you through every step of the process. Or check them out online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. Surface. My Talk 
1071. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Mike, our fabulous producer here, uh, got a chance to see. He had a very busy weekend. Um, he was our color commentator for our pickleball tournament that we had on Friday for Project Down and Dirty. Then uh, we were together. Together. That sounds weird. Uh, we were both at the Ronald McDonald House gala that happened on Saturday night. And then you went to go see... The Taylor Swift movie. I had to see it opening weekend. I just had to. So, Era's tour. Yeah. Now, did you go to the concert? No, I did not. So, this was your first chance. Are you, tell the audience, a Taylor yeah. Swifty? Yeah. I'd say so. Okay. So, I'm on the, I'm on the yeah, I'm Swifty. By the way, did you get rid of another ticket? Uh, no. Oh, Mike bought a bunch of tickets. On accident. And then you, you couldn't oh. get rid of them. Yeah, I was doing other things Saturday night. So, it's okay. They're gone. All right. It's past. So just paid a little bit more for him. It's cool. I have not gone to the Eras tour myself. Okay. Dawn, you didn't go, did you? To the Taylor Swift concert? Yeah. No. Oh God, your eyes got real big. I was like, did I forget? I just did thought you know? about how it rained a lot on those poor Swifties. <laughs> remember? Did it rain? I, don't... I think it did. Oh, like, okay. Oh. Well, not here, but yeah. Oh, it didn't rain here. Well, it's indoors. I thought walking to the concert, people oh, got drenched. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know about uh, that. Okay. okay. Okay, so you saw yeah. it kicked off in theaters this weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, I imagine, first of all, you'll tell us where you were, that you probably were surrounded by a lot of, like, Uber fans because it's the first weekend. Yeah, it was the first weekend. Now, we went Sunday at, like, 3, so I imagine the energy was maybe a little bit higher if it was uh, at, you know, Friday <laughs> I will or say Saturday I saw night. videos mm-hmm. on social media from some, I think, probably Saturday night performances. Yeah. People were getting real live. But it was. I mean, it was awesome. People, so a couple spots down, and I know, Don, you mentioned about maybe seeing it when there's not going to be a lot of people there singing along and whatnot, but I'll honestly <laughs> say that kind of made it like oh, and i'm the same way as you i hate when people talk during movies that whole thing but this is a concert yeah and this the, isn't a movie yeah and the sound was so good and loud Ooh. that you're constantly you're only hearing her perform mm-hmm. so i mean you're kind of hearing but it felt like you're at a show because when you're at a concert there's people going to be singing along with the shows and uh woman next to me was up on her feet dancing singing along they were taking selfies i saw <laughs> tears flowing at one point i'm oh. not joking this people is are getting real emo yeah because you got to think about it for so many people like and i would have loved to go to the Taylor Swift concert, but I wasn't one of the people who paid a normal price for it, and I sure as heck wasn't going to be paying thousands of dollars to go to a concert, so this was for many, many of us the only first experience we had with this tour. And so did it seem like a good, you know, approximation anyway of of like, and here's the other thing, is don't you, like, I don't know. I think about these things too much. Like with concerts, if you don't have like the best seats ever, it is a different experience. No, you are right. So like this way, you're actually seeing her in a way that you're not going to see her live. Now you don't get the same. I get it. Vibe, emotional Mm -hmm. electricity in the air, all that stuff. Yeah. But you're able to see yeah, and it's right? like you can see her facial expressions. Exactly. And it's no, I mean, substitute for obviously being at the yeah. concert, but I will say it's a pretty close, fun second. So for those mm-hmm. wondering, because I know some people were asking, you know, is there going to be some behind the scenes element? Is this going to have a documentary sense to it? A lot yeah. of people were asking that. This is literally, I mean, I think there were two different performances, maybe three, but this is the SoFi Stadium performance in LA. Okay. The okay. final, the leg of the the final Did you U.S. See, tour. Like, celebs. Did you see uh, Meghan Markle and people like they didn't cut to do audience shots or anything? They did audience shots, but never anybody of note. Like they they, they oh, probably would have had to pay for them. Yeah, they just cut to fans screaming and having a good time. They never cut to the audience, but it was really cool because it did have an opportunity to 
showcase her dancers, her background singers. Like they were right up there on the stage. You felt like you were on the stage with her while she was performing. And that was the really incredible part is how they were able to take something that's a live performance. It's happening in the moment. You're just trying to capture it. But like she'd be doing a dance move in one song and then transition to the next song. And when she turns around and starts walking back, she knows exactly like where to look and give a little Mm. wink and like, Finger, finger shot Excuse to the me? camera or whatever, oh. like a little like bang bang or something to the camera. Like, like yeah. she just like she's a she's a, oh, a consummate performer. She's is, I think so, what you're yeah, she's so good, and you get the the just great you know up close look at her. All of the outfits you appreciate more when you see them up close like that. I absolutely loved it. They did a good job of making you feel. Basically, how it starts, I won't give too much away because you should definitely go see it. Um, you're just outside of the stadium, and it's almost oh. like a drone is bringing you into the stadium. Oh, cool. And then as soon as you enter the stadium, you just see all the wristbands because everybody have those wristbands that light up along with the song. Ooh. And it just like you, it, again, with the sound, with all the elements, it felt like you were there. And they just did a really good show for those who haven't seen it or know nothing about the tour. She was she took you through the eras. She literally, it would show... Uh, an album, the name of the album. It would have some fun graphics to go along with it, and then she would play three or four songs from that album, and then so on and so forth. What did your wife think? She loved it. Yeah, yeah. We both absolutely that loved it. I thought it was fantastic. That sounds. Fun. Would you go back? Um, I don't think I need to go back. No. Yeah. Um, I but I would definitely recommend going to it in a theater with really, really, really good sound. So mm. if you're gonna go, but I and I would also just say don't wait until it comes out because just go. I like the theater atmosphere because of the great sound. That's why one of the reasons why I love going to theaters for just a normal yeah, movie is like that's such sure. a big part of the experience. So go go someplace that has fantastic sound and watch it and. Be excited about their little girls running around in the front, like just jumping up and down. Because oh, the, the theater we were at, it allowed like there were areas on the bottom where you could sit and have like tables there and whatnot. And they're just tables? running back. Yeah, it was like a you know where you could eat like oh uh, yeah this AMC that was at yeah they have like the front row or like there was the the front was row like of the snacks. There's like no 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 there's like stadium seating <laughs> yeah and then the main level is actually little chairs with tables in front of them. So if you and ordered you food, food, you oh, could eat your like food. A, like right I, thought you, I, thought, I thought you meant they like they set this. up like no. folding tables <laughs> with like snacks. And I'm like, okay, and I mean, coloring. I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, Taylor Swift coloring book. Yeah. Yes. But no, oh. they, were, they were running around having a great time with it, singing and dancing and jumping up and down. Oh, that's so Don, you said you're going to wait until, I don't know, when are you going to go? You're not going to go, are you? Okay, so I have... It's fine. I mean, I don't... I could because I, I do like the monthly pass thing for Alamo. Like, I'm a member where Are I pay 20 bucks. Are they going to do performance? Um, they, I mean, it it's on AMC? there. I don't remember now. I, I'm pretty sure that you can see it at Alamo, yeah. So I can see as many movies as I want because I pay $20. If they're brand new, then you have to pay a little bit of a charge, like a couple bucks. But yeah, I'll see it. Because it'll be one of my free movies. Oh, all right. You know? Well, you'll have to give us a, a full report. I, if I ever see it, I'm probably not going to see it. It's <laughs> fine. It's not like I don't like Taylor Swift. I'm just mm-hmm. not a huge concert movie person. Sure. I, yeah. And it's not somebody, you know, like I'm not super. If it was, if there was an Adele concert movie, mm-hmm. I'd be there. Yeah. Because I, I, well, and I also, if we're going to do concert films, I wouldn't mind having some of the background and like context setting, you know, storytelling. Yeah. Other than, the, but it, it was a genius move. I mean, oh, I, so I'm not here to put any uh, or cast any aspersions on it. It was a genius ploy for not even ploy, like just to be able to allow everybody to participate in a way that they weren't because of the ticketing nightmare that that show was. Right? I mean, they just keep thinking up genius moves. What's the next genius move? And Taylor just, Swift um, in space hologram. 
and not just the ticketing nightmare, but just the idea that like it just was exclusive for so many people. Yeah. Like you could, just yeah. certain people no could not could afford, afford that, yeah. and there are people taking selfies with the screen behind them, like they're there. Like that's the only Eras Tour experience these people are going to have. Or exactly. A lot of these people are going to have myself included, and I, I and do appreciate it was amazing that because in this day and age, it's really frustrating that like the concert experience is only for a small group of you know the population right. generally. But Mike is really good at like playing the odds and like waiting till the last minute to get tickets to some shows for cheap, right? Mm -hmm. You got to do that sometimes, but I don't think that was going to work for Taylor Swift. You got to get those early. You just got to get it. Uh, The next thing, by the way, the first thing I said in the parking lot is, okay, now I just want to see Taylor Swift perform in the sphere. Oh, in Vegas. Although, oh my okay. gosh, I would pass out. But, I think, yeah. But here's the issue, and mm-hmm. I was listening to an interview with the very same topic. Yeah. I thought, wouldn't the problem be that the sphere is so big that Taylor would just be dwarfed by the sphere? But you could do so many things. But then things they would put it. her up like on what? The, they like would just project make her head her. the whole thing. Just the same U2, yeah. the way that like she could just eat you. <laughs> her mouth would be like this, eight stories this, tall. The snakes when the reputation <laughs> tour concert came. Oh, that'd be so cool. Mike, oh thank gosh. you so much yeah. for the uh, Eras Tour yeah. in theaters review. And when we come back, we're going to take the theater and bring it back to Blockbuster.